0: for joining me on Profit with a Plan podcast. This is where you can get some great ideas to create your most profitable self and small business. Just so you know, financial planning isn't only for those that have a lot of money or run big companies. A workable financial plan is for us every day, small business owners and professionals that want to keep more of our hard-earned money and make great financial decisions. So join me, Marcia Reiner, your financial Certified Financial Planner and Professional Financial Business Strategist each Tuesday for some smart ideas that can add profits to your bottom line. Just to let you know, I am passionate about working with ambitious business owners who are working their ass off every day. They're making good money, but they don't have a lot to show for it. I help them fix their cash flow fast and increase their profits. This helps them build wealth without sabotaging their business, and they know they can grow a sustainable business uh, that they can sell for uh, a lot more money later on. If this sounds familiar to you or anyone you may know, um, please share my podcast and let's chat. You can book a brief call with me to see what we can do to create um, greater profits in your business. So get on my scheduler. It's at Calendly.com forward slash Marcia 16. So let's get on with today's podcast. Excuse me. It's about maximizing your sales process with Diana Sabatino of Excel Performance. Let me tell you just a little bit about Diane. Diana left uh, her 14-year corporate career in 1997's Fortune 100 and VP of Training and Sales Development to open her own company, D3 International Training and Consulting. After three years of international uh, contract in Ireland, Ireland, how cool is that, with a company called ESAT, she had uh, four years serving clients in North America and creating custom uh, curriculum in sales, leadership, and performance. Diana decided to use her business savvy in the entrepreneurial arena. With her desire to stay closer to home... I guess that's staying here in the U.S., right? And knowledge um, and passion for diamonds and design. Diana became a small business owner. In '05, she established Diana and Company Jewelers, which is amazing. It's always good to have a girlfriend in the diamond <laughs> business, and uh, to create a private jewelry showroom specializing in loose diamonds and designs and designing unique custom pieces. Her non-traditional approach. Uh, caters to clientele, uh, waiting personal, um, and confidential buying experience. As a small business owner and entrepreneur, Diana has always been looking to connect with others and share her success. In 2016, she took on the role as Managing Director of eWomen Network, a national organization supporting women business owners and entrepreneurs. And during the last two years in this role, Diana has observed a growing need for small business owners. And had this prompted her to reprise her training expertise with a new business venture. And just this last year, Diana launched Excel, and that's E-X-S-E-L-L, Performance. And it's a training and sales development company focused on serving corporate, small business, and entrepreneurs to elevate their impact in sales and leadership. My goodness, we are so lucky today to have Diana here with us. Diana is going to teach us a little bit more about sales, and um, I'm just just so excited to share her with you. So my listeners, Diana, uh, are entrepreneurs and small business owners. Why is the sales process So important for them to master.
1: Well, Marcia, first of all, thank you for that amazing introduction. Um, I think, uh, you know, as, as an entrepreneur myself and have been in that space. Uh, one of the most important reasons why it is important to master sales is if you don't have sales, you really don't have a business. So true. Sales plays a part in every aspect, whether you're a service provider or you're doing products and services, whether you're in the financial arena, operations, manufacturing, it doesn't matter. If you don't have a sale, um, then you just have a very expensive hobby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think I think sales are definitely important to make, make it to make it a true business. That's right. um, so, with so many sales coaches in the market today, and you and I both know there's there's a lot of coaches out there. Yeah. What makes your method so different?
1: Well, first of all, I don't really think of myself as a coach. I think of myself. I think a little bit more like. A mentor. Uh, as you heard in my bio, I've, I've been the sales executive. I started out in sales in Fortune 100 companies and moved my way up to being a C-level executive and heading up the training. And then I've been a contractor. I've worked abroad uh, for a number of years uh, in Ireland and uh, throughout uh, the UK. Um, I came back and uh, was a consultant for companies here in North America. And then I became an entrepreneur myself and opened up a brick-and-mortar business. So I think on one end, uh, what's different about me is um, I've not just taken courses to provide information, which is not a bad thing, um, but I've actually done it. I've been in the trenches. So if you're a consultant, I've been there. If you're a coach, I've been there. If you're a trainer... I've been there. If you're a brick and mortar business owner, I've been there. And if you in corporate America today or you're in professional services where maybe you have a company backing you up but you're running your own uh, business, I've been there too. So I think I can bring uh, a lot to the table. Uh, as far as the, the actual sales process, not that nothing's really changed in sales in 100 years. There are certain things that have to happen during the course of the sales process for any sale to come to fruition. What I do is I work with my clients, either one-on-one or in a workshop or in a group, and really help them identify what are the things in their industry, in their business, that need to occur and how can we customize that and package it and put it into a container or a structure that's easy for them to follow easy for it to be repeatable, that they can do over and over again and get the result that they want.
0: And I think that's what everybody wants is, is solid results. And I think that, um, you know, we're, we're, we're all uh, familiar. Nobody wants to be sold. They want to buy. So, you know, making it personal to that client and having the language and conversation um, around their own solution is, is, is wonderful. So what type of entrepreneur might be best using your methods?
1: Um, Really, anyone who wants to win more business Mm. more often. um, If they're that business owner, I think it's really, um, I think it's really important to not get so overwhelmed with, okay, there's this sales process, there's this thing that I have to learn and do. Um, The cool thing about sales is it's not innate. It's not something that you're born with. You know, the Mm -hmm. thought of, oh, he's a born salesperson because he has the ability to talk, you know, um, is really not the thing. In fact, a lot of introverts, I think, are the best salespeople because they're great listeners and they ask great questions. And I think that's the key to really being successful in sales is, first of all, not think of it as sales. Think of it as You became an entrepreneur because you have a product or a service that you believe serves that end user. I mean yourself, Marcia, one of the things that you do here on the financial side is really help people manage their day-to-day money, find the money, and how are they utilizing that, and how can that money work for them, and how can they leverage it in their business? You have a great product and service. Um, and I think most entrepreneurs, they got into their business because they have something that they think can impact someone else. So if you think you can serve somebody, then you would actually be doing them a disservice by not providing them an opportunity to buy. Now, the, key thing, is, the key thing is to really make it conversational. It's not
0: a manipulation. It's not persuasion. No. It's not a trick. It's not the used car salesman that's coming in or the bait and switch. Yeah. Even the used car that. salesmen
1: today are a lot more savvy than in the mm-hmm. day of where people felt like they were being manipulated, that they were going to drive off the lot with a lemon. <laughs> right? That's right. right? Um, I think in today's world, people are very educated. Um, they can go online mm-hmm. and um, they can probably download on Google, you know, a sales process. hmm um, and it's not about the actual process. It's about really learning what is that combination that is really going to work for you so that you can help your client make the most intelligent decision and work with you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if people have knowledge and they're educated on your product or service and you truly have something that can help them.
0: Value, um, Yes.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of people go, well, they didn't see the value. Well, you know, that's your job. That's not their job. That's your job.
0: To you ask need those to, questions, right? You need to be
1: asking the right questions. You need to be presenting the right information because even if you have a great product, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a
0: fit for every person. That's true. That's true. I love it. So... What are the common mistakes that most business owners make in their business when it comes to the sales?
1: Well, I think that that they are first of all in a big rush.
0: yeah. Oh,
1: okay.
0: okay, first call. I want to sell you something, yeah. and you're going to buy now, right? Yeah. <laughs> and they don't develop that 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 relationship with them.
1: Exactly. Well, I think too, and you know, people go, "Well, I'm great at developing rapport," and. You know, and I've, you know, I know what my product or service offers. Mm -hmm. I think the key thing that I would say to any business owner is first of all, the first thing you do need to do in your business is make a sale. Find out if somebody wants your product or service. Okay. Okay. Um, But to make that sale is to really find out who is that ideal client. When you are thinking about your product or service, What are the transformations that that product or service provides and who does that product or service best serve? A good rule of thumb is to look at if you've already sold your Mm -hmm. product or service, who are some of the clients that have bought and what are those key characteristics that those clients have? What were the problems that your product or service was able to solve and where did you find these individuals? Um, I see a lot of people that have great products and services but they're presenting it to the wrong people Mm -hmm. so you can have the best stuff you can be giving the best presentation your product or service could do exactly what it is that you're saying it can do but if it's falling on deaf ears of someone that either isn't your ideal client maybe they can't afford your product or service um, or maybe it really truly isn't a need that they've prioritized, then you're probably not focused on the right market. So the first thing for any business is determine who your market is and then let's really boil it down to that, drill it down to that ideal client. Who is that person? Here's your market, big picture. Now let's drill it down to the actual person that is going to buy your product or service, and then where are they, and how am I going to present this in the most favorable light to them? So number one is to really find out who their ideal
0: client is. Are there any other mistakes that um, that business owners have um, besides, well, I guess you did bring it up. So, I mean, if I think about it from from my listening... I heard that they don't necessarily know their ideal client and mm-hmm. that they rush to the sale to close it. Yeah. Um, maybe, maybe they didn't present the value clearly mm-hmm. enough to them. Um, and it wasn't that that they had to know the value, but that was my job to do it. So I think those are three pretty big mistakes that they often make. So mm-hmm. that's good. Um So once they do find their own, their ideal clients, so to to continue on that path a little bit more, um, how do they take that client or that prospect or suspect, how do they take them through the position to get them to be the client? What's the method that they would would use?
1: Well, one of the things that, that I do with all my, my potential clients is I take them through what I call my sales method, which is S-A-L-E-S. Oh, that's that's okay. handy. Yeah, well, I came up with that, that very unique method, right? <laughs> it took me a long time to figure that one out. Um, well, I think all of us, you know, when we sit down, our goal, of course, is to make the sale. We want to create our business model, um, but in real, reality, there's a process that has to take place. There are certain things that have to occur during the course, the conversation with your client mm-hmm. for that sale to actually happen. And it needs to be organic, it needs to be a conversation, mm-hmm. but there is a structure, there's a container around that information. Okay. So you can follow. Um, and the way that I've designed it is the sales method. And it starts out with, first of all, understanding yourself. So, who are you? What is the product or service that you offer? And what is the transformation? And the second piece of that S is who is your ideal client? Who do you serve? So, that's your second X. So, first, your S is serve Serve. and yourself. Those two things. Okay. All right. So, once we know or have identified what that is, then we can start to ask the next. So we want to start to qualify that particular client. So once we find out who we serve, then we need to start to ask them some key questions to qualify if, in fact, they are going to be a potential client. And during the qualification stage, you're really asking things um, about their business, but you're also asking about their decision-making process. Mm. You're asking, if if they're telling you that, oh, my God, Diane, my business is growing, I'm doing fantastic, um, that's great. But what strategies are you putting in place to be able to handle this growth, Mr. Mm. Client? Okay. And have you allocated a budget to be able to address that? So you're starting to ask those kind of budgetary questions of, you know, if they are growing, have they allocated monies to be able to to actually hire someone like yourself to help them in this process. So you're identifying not only um, their decision-making process, but their budgets, Mm -hmm. their timelines. Mm -hmm. You're starting to ask questions that are going to determine their priorities of Mm -hmm. what things that they really want to have help on so that you can see if, in fact, it is something that you can assist them with. Once you've asked some key questions and you understand their
0: situation. It seems like those are qualifying questions that I'm getting at. Definitely. So you're you're finding out whether they're capable to buy from you, Definitely. whether they're ready to buy from you, mm-hmm. whether you know they've thought about any other places in that this is brilliant. Yeah, will
1: they buy? Will yeah. they
0: buy from me? Will yeah. Will they buy today? Yeah. Those are the
1: things that you want to know uh, on the very front end of the sale. Where I find a lot of people, if you're if you're going through the sales process, and at the end of the sales process, the client's saying, "I don't have the money," you didn't ask it up (laughs) front. It's or, not something I don't want to do right now. Right. Um, Maybe I, they, I need to talk to my I was partner. Just gonna okay? say, right? So all those kind of things tell me right from the beginning. If you're saying, Diana, I come up with these objections all the time. Mm-hmm. I say, hmm. Well, you're probably not doing the work on the front end. So Ah. in the sales process, the front end of the sales process is the most important. That is when you're gathering not only all the information about the client that you can start to see if they're a fit for you, but you're also gathering the information to see if, if they're a fit and if they're ready and if they're financially able to do what it is you're going to be asking them to do. I always use the example of the Ferrari dealer. You know, um, if I'm the Ferrari dealer and you come into my dealership, right, um, are you gonna like the Ferrari?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you
1: gonna wanna drive the Ferrari? Oh, yeah. yeah, are you gonna listen to everything? Let me let me show you the engine, let me let you hear the sound, let me drive in the driver's seat. But if you are a minimum wage worker, (laughs) you can love the Ferrari, you can even entertain the conversation about the Ferrari, you can spend a lot of time with me, but are you ever going to buy the Ferrari? Or if you're just looking to find transportation back and forth to work... Right? If that's all you're looking for is a car to get you to back and forth to work, Mm -hmm. are you going to buy the $250,000 Ferrari? No. Mm. Right? So the same thing with our clients. If we haven't done the work on the front end to really qualify them, we're kind of like that Ferrari dealer, and we're talking to somebody who's just looking for transportation back and forth to Mm. work.
0: Right? That's a big aha. I have to say that as as... Small business owners, we really do need to ask these essential questions when talking to prospects and and suspects and making sure that they are potentially ideal clients. Because who wants to sell a Ferrari to a minimum wage person, right? That's ridiculous. (laughs) Well, I mean, I might want to buy it, but I don't know where we're going to rub that, you know, that's, that's... Well, I was going to say that's often more than a house payment, but we live in Southern California, so it's probably (laughs) a little lower than a house payment here. Um.
1: Well, I think the key message is, you know, we want to sell to everyone, and not everyone is our client. So it it, it really does, it's really important that we do the due diligence on the front end, and that qualification is not only to qualify who's our client, but it's also to eliminate the people that really aren't our client. Um, you know, when we're first starting out, then, you know, if you're just starting out in the coaching field, then your client may be that startup client. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you may not be able to serve that, that high-end client yet. So I think we have to really figure out where, where do we want to focus? Who can we best serve? And who can, you know, best serve us, too, that we can, that is going to be qualified to be able to do what we're asking them to do you want to stretch people but you don't want to go from I need transportation to a Ferrari okay <laughs> you might go I need transportation to a used BMW or something like that <laughs> okay.
0: But, okay so you know it depends on where you're at does that make sense totally okay. that's a big aha and I hope you guys are catching the aha in this as well <laughs> the light bulb turned on
1: well I think it is and it's so important Um, And if you've done a good job on the qualifying stage, you're not gonna run into the objections at the end. The close is not gonna be, oh my goodness, now I have to ask for the sale. It's just gonna be very organic because the work is gonna be done on the front end. So once you've qualified them and Mm -hmm. you've truly identified that, okay, this is a person that um, is ready to do something, they have a, a problem or an issue that I can help them with, Now you're listening. This is the L stage. So once you've asked, you've gotten some answers to Mm -hmm. some of your questions. So there's your A's. Now you're going to take that information, you've listened, and now you're going to start to link and leverage your products or services. So now you're going to start to kind of test the waters a little bit. Uh, So this is is an area of priority for you. So this is a gap that if we could minimize that gap, Um, What would that mean to you and your business? How do you see that working? How would that facilitate in your business? How could your salespeople utilize that? Mm -hmm. Um, If you could gain one more client, what would that really look like? What's an average client uh, to you? So you're starting to link different things that they're saying. This is the time that you're not really presenting yet. You're Mm -hmm. not sharing with them, but you're kind of dangling that carrot of, you know, and if they say, Well, can you help me? Well, I have some ideas. I have some things I think I could do. Let me just understand. So, this is the number one priority. Now, you also shared you're having an issue here. Mm-hmm. You know, so you want to get yourself at least two or three things that you can help them with. Right. Um, so that you're not betting everything on the one thing. You have a couple different uh, areas that they have concerns or gaps that perhaps you can assist them with. And a lot of times you can't solve all their problems. Well, you shouldn't okay. want to solve
0: all their problems in one time, yeah. but
1: get get them in first. Realistically, you probably are not going to be, you're not everything to everybody, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're not going to 100% sell and, and change their entire business model, but you want to be able to start minimizing their gaps. And by doing that, you're going to have a greater impact across their organization. So if I can not only help them maybe Um, with their packaging, maybe it's their offers, maybe it's how they're presenting that information for me, Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's uh, how how many more sales, maybe if they can get one more sale per month, what would that mean to their bottom line over the course of the year? So I can start to make some impact, and through that, they're learning tools that they can implement immediately. Um, Same thing with your clients, that if you're able to provide them with good financial planning advice where not only they're looking at what strategies are they going to be putting in place today that are going to serve them tomorrow, Mm -hmm. um, and what is that going to mean to them long term. So you might not see that gain in an instant, right? but you're going to see that drip constant drip of more dollars in your bank account, more money being allocated in the right places, Mm -hmm. being able to implement new things in your business because now those funds are being utilized correctly,
0: right? Right. I'm kind of hearing a theme here, and correct me if I'm wrong. So when you're talking about the leverage and listening and the L in the sales process, I'm hearing a lot of... Um, like you said, linking back to the client or the potential client and bringing things in that are about them, not about me. Let me, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things I hear in the sales process that just, just kills me. You you come up here and, 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 and I call it like a peacock, you know, the peacock's throws its chest out, flips up its feathers in the back, and parades around in front of you. Oh, look at me, look at me, look at me. I can do this. I can do this for you. I can do this for you. I can do this for you. And they're parading around. The feathers are popped up, and they're they're making their sounds, and they're squirting it out. And and But you're not saying that. You're saying, here's how these changes can affect you, client. It has nothing to do with me. It has all to do with the potential client. And the changes that the client is going to feel. Am I am I getting that
1: right? A hundred percent. It has to be very client centric. Your entire presentation, everything that you do, has to be focused back to what they are going to receive. What is the transformation Mm, that is going to happen with them, with their business, that is going to take them to the next level? And then the answer is going to be you. You are the solution to their, whatever their pain is, Mm -hmm. or it doesn't necessarily always have to be pain. Like I mentioned earlier, my client, that their business is growing and thriving. So that's a good thing, but their pain point is that they're growing so fast that they have to implement a lot of things. So a lot of things are changing and shifting. So now they have to take what they were doing and build upon that and have a different strategy mm-hmm. that's going to take them to that next level. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be that they are, they are not making money or they're not right. having certain things. A lot of times they have everything, but it's that management of gotcha. that. But it has to be very customer-focused. Um, everything that we do, there's a, there was a uh, study done This was years ago um, but it's still relative is and it's called the odds are factor hmm. and this study was done and it was shown that the odds are 66 and two-thirds of the time we are thinking about ourselves hmm. so if you think about that in the sales conversation if you're sitting down with a client and odds are 66 and two-thirds of the time you're thinking of yourself 66 and two-thirds of the time they're thinking of themselves. So where is the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. If you're so in, inside of what's in it for me, mm-hmm. and they're inside of what's in it for me, there's no conversation, right? It makes sense, right? So you really need to step into the customer's shoes at that point and be totally focused on what it is they need and listening and linking your ideas without presenting your product. And in fact, you never really present your product. In my my sales method, you never even have to tell them what the name of it is or anything. All they need to understand at the end of that is that you can help minimize that gap and to get started, this is what we need to do. They don't need to know the how.
0: They just they need, to need to know the to know, other side. And the name
1: of my program is blah, blah, blah. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care how you do it. Just can you do it? What's the timeline? How is this going to be? And and can you help me implement this? And if the answers to that are yes, all they need to know is this is what we're going to do. We're going to address XYZ problem. And this is what you're going to get by joining my 90-day uh, sales program. I'm going to help you double your sales in 90 days. That's my promise.
0: That's great. Sign me, me up. Sign, Sign me up. Minutes.
1: So would you be willing to spend X amount of dollars to double your sales? And if the answer is yes, that's it. They don't need to know how. They just need to, to feel
0: they need or to believe, believe
1: something been. about you, your product or service, for them to take an action. And that's the key piece of the next piece of the pie, is when you're explaining uh, the E, now you are now starting to explain how this is all going to work, um, how they're going to excel their business, mm-hmm. what's that next step. So now they're gonna, you're gonna be sharing with them the experience that they're gonna have when they're with you. So if you think of the E now as being the experience that they're gonna have, how their business is going to excel mm-hmm. or change, and then also the explanation of this is how we're, the implementation is going to go. So if you would like to work with me, this is how. This is the experience that you're going to have. I like it. And we're going to work over the 90-day program, Ola and this is what you're going to receive, which is double your sales in 90 days. I like it. I like it. And then the last piece is, again, another S, and oh. that's back to serve. Ah. So now you are continuing to serve that client because once they become a client and they even once they've gone through your program or they've used my your service. product yeah. or service, um, you have to continue to, to touch that client. because as, as hard as it is to get a new client, mm. right? you don't want to lose a client. You want to continue to utilize them because they're not only going to be the people that you're serving, but they're also going to be sharing Mm -hmm. your information. Mm -hmm. They are going to be singing your praises, right? So So those are all the S's to take them back in and you're going to be walking them through the process once again, the actual sales process again, because their business is constantly changing. Mm -hmm. So now they've had a good result with you. They've, you've done great with them. So now you're going to continue to say, well, now I have, you know, what else is going on in your business site? We worked together last year. Mm-hmm. We've kept in touch. You're continuing to send them information. Right. right? And now it's like, you know, as your business changes as it evolves, so has mine. If I've incorporated new products, new services that I'm offering mm-hmm. my clients, I thought of you because I know you're in growth mode. Mm-hmm. I'd love to chat with you about some of the new things that I'm offering my clients and see if there's some things that are happening in your business and how I might be able to help you. So now you're constantly continuing the conversation. But if you see through the process, it's not, um, there's not that, when you have to ask for the business, it's just very organic. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not that, oh my God, now I've got to ask them for money. You know, when you're going into that explain, you're giving them your offers, mm-hmm. but it is, um, it should just be, it should just, if you've done the work on the front end, it should just be a nice transition of, well, we've gone through X, Y, and Z, and this is how we can help you.
0: I mean, does that make sense? This I This is guessing? so smart. Going through and making sure that you're touching the basis and you're 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 touching the client in a way, you're asking them the questions up front, you're you're qualifying them, you're listening to them, you're 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 linking the answers back to them, you're giving a good explanation, and there's no surprise at the end, mm-hmm. you know, because you've walked them through the process and you've told them how it was, they're feeling it for themselves, mm-hmm. and then my goodness! The another big huge aha is your clients never never leave. You you, you broke your back to try and get them in That's with true. all your marketing and and, and, and best best events, um, and uh, and then now your um, now you, you don't want to let them walk away. So I think it that that is yeah, I think that that is that is a lot for it. Um, so the um, one more thing, if there was another little nugget that you um, maybe would like to share with us about something that maybe we ought to implement in our business right now that would help us move forward in the sales. What might that be?
1: Well, two things. Okay. First, I want to say... Double nuggets. One of the biggest nuggets, I would say, golden nuggets, is keep in mind that when you're dealing with your clients... It's really all about the experience that they have with you when they're in your presence. Hmm. Um, You know, if you give them a really good experience, and that's what they'll remember. They won't necessarily remember all the product information. They're not going to remember all the stuff that you shared. But they are going to remember how they felt when they're with you. And it truly, for people to take an action, they really have to feel or believe something about you or your product or service before they'll actually do something. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, there's tons of coaches out there. There's tons of financial advisors, financial strategists out there. So what is the differentiator? And it truly is not only what you bring to the table, but how they feel when you're, you're providing them that information. And um, the second piece is something that I would like to offer all your listeners, oh. which um, we talked about it on the front end, which is the ideal client, mm-hmm. You know, really knowing who your market is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a PDF that I'd like to offer them um, that will really ask them some key questions that they need to be asking themselves and be able to answer about their ideal client that will help them formulate that ideal person for their particular marketplace. Do you think that would be something they'd
0: be able to do? Don't you agree? Yes. We like gifts. Definitely. Okay. So if you want,
1: then um, I would just say go to my Facebook page, uh, Diana Sabatino, facebook.com Diana Sabatino, or you can go to Diana Sabatino at Excel Performance and just hit me up, like my page, and uh, do a private message to me and say, hey, yes, I want the PDF include your uh, email if you can or if you want me to send it to you a messenger either way I okay. can do that and I love I'll it. that out to you guys shortly
0: I so. love it so so not only did you learn something you get a little um a little piece that will help you move that forward Thank Diana you, so. you you have been doing this for a long time um it shows clearly in the way that you've taught us about the sales process and I just I just can't explain enough how important it is to really have that connection with the potential client, mm-hmm. and and have that organic type uh, conversation with them instead of going, uh, here I am, I'm a peacock, and I've got this product, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna put my square peg into your round hole, and we're gonna make it work any way possible, and you're gonna pay double for it, which is never really the the way to do it. But so many people work that way. Or, or they never take that opportunity to listen. I just, I just love what you've, you've shared with us today. Yeah. And I would encourage you all to consider, uh, visiting Diana and, and learning more about her process. She really has an amazing way of, of bringing clients to you and bringing, it sounds like sticky clients to you, right? You because and you're, they stay you're
1: with you forever.
0: Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, Diana, thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me. It's so much
0: fun. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So thanks for listening today. Uh, I hope you did find an idea or two to put into your business that will make uh, you more control and or be in control and have more profits. If you'd like to know how to um, how to get with Diana, remember, you can find her on uh, Diana Sabatino at Facebook or Facebook uh, Diana Sabatino or Diana Sabatino at Excel um, Performance. And that's E-X-S-E-L-L. Ah, good point. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I'd love to uh, get a little bit of feedback from you. Did you like our show today? Uh, I hope you did. Um, We don't want you to miss any future podcasts, so we'd love to hear back some feedback from you um, uh, on ideas or, or directions or just, I love Diana. Where can I find her? Um, you can reach out to me on any of my social channels. You can hit me up on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram at Bella Financial or Marcia Reiner or my website, Bella Financial Group. Com. So don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. You won't want to miss any future podcasts. And please don't keep either of us as the best kept <laughs> secret. Share this podcast with your friends. And if you do follow my, me on my podcast, I'll also share a gift with you, which is my Get Financially Organized Workbook. So hit us up and tell us how much you love us because we love accolades. We love all the good stuff, send hearts, that kind of stuff. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Again, you can uh, catch Profit with a Plan podcast every Tuesday on your favorite players, Podbean, iTunes, iHeart, Google Play, Stitches. And we look more <laughs> forward to more profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with it. That's it. Love it. Thank you.